My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. Welcome back to the Inbound Secret. Once again, it's your host, Bryce Vance here, and we've got the funnel doc for you today. We got Jeffrey over here. I do have to ask so I don't butcher it. I know we're recording and this is live, but is it Bannock? Is that how we say your last name properly? Great job, man. I've heard everything, but rarely that. So it is Bannock, Jeff Bannock. Okay, perfect. I see it all the time. I, I know who you are. Uh, just didn't want to come out and be like, this is so-and-so and just butcher your names. <laughs> Trust me, I've done it myself. I've been on plenty of podcasts, ruined lots of people's last names. So I'm looking for that. <laughs> cool. Well, without further ado, give yourself an introduction. Let the people know who you are and we'll kind of take it from there. Sure. Um, uh, how detailed do you want? I got a pretty crazy story. Uh, do you want to chop that up or would you like me to just tell it right now? How do you want to do that? However you want, man. It's free flow. Cool. Um, so what most people don't realize is I actually started um, as a personal trainer. For the last 15 years, I was a general manager of, and a personal trainer at like the UFC gym, LA Fitness, a UFC, um, uh, Lifetime Fitness, like you name it, I was in the gyms. And uh, I started out in 2010, I was actually going to design one of the first ever online personal trainer apps. There was, you know, apps weren't a really big thing, but they were just starting at that time. And one day I'm telling one of my clients while we're working out about it. And he looks at me, he's like, how much do you like your job, Jeff? And I'm like, Mark, I love my job. What are you talking about? He's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you 3000 that's four, $3,000 a month <laughs> as a salary. And I'm going to pay for everything. And we'll split this project 50, 50. How's it sound? And I'm like, heck yeah, you're going to pay me to build this so year goes by we're getting ready to launch um we've spent a great amount of money time and energy into getting this thing going and it's looking if you go to actually youtube and type in be your trainer like y-o-u-r like i want to be your trainer you can actually still see all the videos that are on there this thing in 2010 was really cutting edge but the thing was Mark realized to market this new software, it'd be another 200, 300, maybe even half a million minimum to market it because this is all new. No one's had anything like this. So he goes, he was making really good money. He showed me his books once. He's making like over 80,000 a week, you know, like, that's, all right. Yeah, that's some serious coin, you know? So, but he goes, we, we get to this point and he goes, uh, Jeff, you know what? I think I'm just going to call this a loss and write it off on my company because I don't really want to invest all this money into marketing when we don't know what's going to work. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, but I'm just going to write off. And I'm just like, uh, what now? Because this, this is my golden goose. I was all in, you know, I was like, yeah, this is gonna, I'm going to change the world and make millions. And now I'm like, uh, what now? So I try and go back to training and I put on some weight during this time. I was in shape. I was older, you know, and they want the young, hot and shape dude or whoever to run their gyms and everything. And uh, I start running boot camps are really big during this time. So I'm like, well, I'm going to run a boot camp. So this is when I first start getting into digital marketing is like, how can I market myself online for my boot camp and social media and stuff? So I'm studying under this dude named Bedros Koulian, started Fit Body Boot Camps. I don't know if you ever heard of him or his, his uh, boot camps, but I'm studying underneath him. And I got the book right here. It's so funny. He holds up dot-com secrets from Russell. He's like, you got to read this book. It's from this guy, Russell Brunson. It's amazing. And you know, me being the good student I was then, if your mentor mm -hmm. tells you to read something, you read it. And the closest thing I could say to most people, because I'd been studying sales and marketing now trying to figure it out for so long, was it was like when Neo first saw the matrix opening, you could see the O's and the ones and see yeah. everything. That's how everything made sense. It was like up sales and down sales. And it was just, it was, 
I saw that funnels were the future, websites were dead, and Russell was going to change the way that the industry is done as far as sales funnels and, and selling online goes. So um, I decided to go all in on ClickFunnels, man. I'm like, this is it. This guy's going to create an industry. I'm going to be part of it. So I decided when I joined the ClickFunnels group, there was like 35,000 people in it. Um, and what I would do is all day long, I just provide value. I'd answer questions. I'd jump on mm -hmm. Zoom. I saw that if I could help anyone and answer any questions that I'd master the subject. While I'm doing this, I'm going through like Ryan Dice's, like uh, his certifications for like, yeah. you know, copy and email and all that type of stuff. We're like maxing all of our credit cards out. I'm buying everything Russell puts out. I'm like falling asleep, watching videos, <laughs> up and play again, waking up just because I see the potential in this, man. I see that this is going to be something. And then on April 14th, I got a ClickFunnels, <laughs> a ClickFunnels tattoo as a funnel hacker and called out Russell and was like, look, you're going to know my name. And luckily uh, I did something with ClickFunnels rather than being some weirdo with a ClickFunnels tattoo and it never did anything. <laughs> um, but I started really putting in time and um, all of a sudden out of nowhere, the group had grown to 72,000, the ClickFunnels group. And for the first time ever, they put out the top 10 contributors to the group. And out of 72,000, I was the second highest contributor. And I don't know if you know who Julie Stoyan is at all. Uh, she's big in the ClickFunnels world. She was number five on this list. So to tell you some of the names and people Cut. on this list, it was doing all right. Well, during this time, my wife was sort of supporting us, man. Like I was doing side jobs and things here with boot camp and trying to figure it out. But all my money and everything was going to these courses and trying to like learn to be a digital marketer and funnels and copy and emails and bots and everything, you know? And uh, one day she, my wife goes to work and 30 minutes later, she walks back in and she's like balling, man, like somebody died. And I'm just like, babe, Tori, what's going on? She's like, I lost my job. She was manager at Starbucks and she'd been in Starbucks at eight years. But that night, the night before they're throwing out food, and one of the girls was like, oh, can I have one of the muffins? And Tori's not thinking the amount of throwing it away. She's like, go ahead, you can have it. One of the other girls saw her, reported her to corporate, and both of them got fired for theft that morning, dude. Jesus. No question. Eight years she'd been with them, and they're just like, dude, you're out of here. That's Starbucks super corporate that way. They don't care about you, you know? So we go, we're like most people out there. We have like no savings, you know, like, bucks, you know, we're like most people in America, like 80% of America has very little savings, you know, paycheck yeah. to paycheck or less. And all of a sudden we have no money, no income rents due. And my wife has a wedding ring, but it's an heirloom my mom had given me because like I wasn't making a lot of money to go out and buy a $10,000 wedding ring like she has now or anything like that, you yeah. know? And at that time, our rent was due. We're about to get kicked out if we don't pay it. So we had to pawn my wife's ring. And man, I'll never tell you the worst feeling you'll ever have in your life when you have to, first of all, ask your wife for her ring so she, you can pawn it. And then second of all, when you get there and the guy tells you it's not even enough to pay your rent, man. It was Damn. Yeah, our rent was 12 and we could only get 800 bucks for it. So we had to borrow 400 bucks from her parents, man. You talk about like... This was like one of the worst times. And mind you, this was just the beginning of it. We still had months to come without trying. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? We'd already maxed out the credit cards. We didn't know this was going to happen, you know? Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, out of nowhere, this guy, Kevin David, posting the group, hey, I need someone help with my funnels. And because I've been helping so many people, everybody starts tagging me. Jeff, 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 just going off on this funnel. So he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, I want to build this funnel. And so... We, we talk about it. I show him the certifications I got from Ryan Dice. I show him this mm -hmm. notice for the second highest contributor. I show him some funnels I've done and stuff. And I show him the tattoo. He's like, well, if you got the tattoo, you got to be the guy, right? So uh, he paid me six grand. And huh? I'll never forget at that time, man, I was like, babe, we're rich. We're going to <laughs> lobster. We're getting your ring out of pond. We are rich, baby. Yeah, you know, like I was... You know, when you're a personal trainer making three to 40 or 30 to 40 a, um, a year, someone to give you six K, especially when you're broke as an F is a yeah. lot, man. 
So we, I built this all out. It took about a month, month and a half to build out his whole ecosystem, everything, um, funnels, everything, but the actual video content for Kevin David's Facebook, Amazon course, uh, we launched it 57 days later, we broke the click funnels record for the fastest to sales in a million. We had 1.2 million in sales in 57 days. And at that time it was the fastest anyone had done it. Like now people do it in hours, man, but back yeah. then, People, you know, it was like, wow, 57 days. That's amazing. You know, so um, we do that. Um, everything's great. Um, but the problem is I get no recognition. It's Kevin's funnel. It's his money. You know, I just made it. It's his course and everything. So I get no recognition. Um, and come September 15th, 2017. Gosh, I can't believe it's been three years now. Uh, they did this squirrel and viral launch where ClickFunnels went and wanted to get the Harmon mm -hmm. Brothers. And they are like the gold digger and the squirrel. Yeah. And they, decided they wanted to bring in top 200 influencers from all over to Boise at Boise State with a Smurf turf. And they yep. were going to set the Guinness Book World Record for the largest ever human bubble soccer game. Well, because Kevin had this record, they're like, Kevin, we want you to come. And Kevin being the amazing dude he is, man, I love this guy so much. He's like, I'm not going to go unless Jeff can go. And they're like, sure, he's got a ClickFunnels tattoo. What? Who cares? Yeah, he can go. You know, they don't care. So I go and I'm hit meeting all these high-level influencers, all these people. Like, and I'll never get like they hired Gary Vee to come in and give a speech. And mind you, this is the first conference I've ever been to in my life. And I'm like 10 feet away, Gary Vee. I'm taking pictures. <clears throat> I mean, I'm like, this is normal, right? This is cool, right? Um, so Gary's there, and I'll never get um, as Gary's giving his presentation, I look across the room. And I see this guy, Akbar Sheik. I don't know if you know Akbar at he's, all. But he's, he's, a good, he's a good friend of mine, yeah. Yeah, he's a great friend of mine, too. He's amazing, dude. Love him to death. Oh. At that time, I was following them, and I was like, dude, it's Akbar. I want to go talk to him. I've been wanting to like see for a mentor or a guide or something because yeah. I was just loving everything about Akbar. And I'll never forget looking across the room and seeing him, and then I scan to his left, and sitting to his left is Bedros Cooley and the guy who introduced Dogcom Secrets. <laughs> it was like everything had just gone in this giant full circle, man. It was like the weirdest feeling of like just like it was unreal, man. Yeah. It really was. <clears throat> Akbar uh, Akbar's a good friend of mine. He's at, he's still to this day one of my coaches. Uh but he's actually one of the biggest reasons why I stayed in the industry, why, why I really started hiring coaches Akbar's. And I told him this, I interviewed him a few, few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and he didn't know this cause I'd never told him, but he's actually what some of his contents, actually the reason why I hired my first coach. Uh, awesome, and so he's been a, he's been a dear friend for as long as I've gotten to know him and had the pleasure of it. So that it's, it's really cool to hear somebody else bring him up in that, in that kind of light. Cause he, he really is. He's just a genuinely good dude. So, um, I'll tell you a real quick Akbar story, then jump back to my story. I'll never get this. I actually hired Akbar as one of my coaches after everything starts going well, because I love the guy. And well, I'll never get at this point. I'm sitting there and I'm charging 150 bucks an hour for a coaching session with me or no, a hundred an hour. And I'm just like, compared to a trainer, I'd make 30 or 40 bucks an hour. So I'm like almost making like three times double at least. And I'll never get Akbar. We're sitting there and Akbar's like, really? He's like, you need to be charging more. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is more than I ever charged. He's like, Jeff, realize people with your skill level charge 500 an hour or more. If you're charging a hundred and I come to you, that's like me bringing a Ferrari to you and going, Hey, Rice, guess what? I got a Ferrari, 10,000 bucks. You want it? You're going to be like, all, all day, all day <laughs> long, though. Yeah, right? Even, no, even, to me, right? even yeah. if it's, even if it's fucked up, I'll buy a broken Ferrari for 10 grand. It's worth more than that and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? You know, there's, you're no. always going to assume there's something wrong with it. So he goes, there's where, here's where his guidance was amazing. He's like, look, you're not going to charge 500 because your mindset's not ready for it. What I want you to do is on the next person, charge him 250. So the next person, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So next person I come, I charge him 250. They buy three sessions, no problem. Or they brought you yeah, up three sessions at 250. No problem. Didn't even flinch. And yeah. afterwards goes back in Akbar's group and puts out a post saying that the, the first session with me was worth more than $1,500 to $2,000 or even more mm -hmm. in mistakes or time or anything. 
So the next person, I'm like, well, damn, let's talk about reaffirmation of it working. So the next person, I was like 500 and they bought 10 off me at 500. Yeah. You know, so it was just knowing to have the guidance to give me permission to do it, you know, and that's one of the things that's so great. Go ahead. Well, and that's, that's one of the biggest things, man. It's so I've been in this game for 10 years, seven professionally, just shy of four for my own companies. I've got four companies in the digital space. Now three of them are brand new that we're launching here this quarter, beginning and next. And the, I can't tell you how many times we've helped thousands of people. And one of the biggest things is it's, it's mindset, man. It is almost all mindset. It's, and it's funny to, to talk about, cause like there's so many people that are out there that are like, I'm going to, I'm going to just be real blunt and probably a little rude about this. And, and for anybody listening, just suck it up. You're, you're an adult. <laughs> you can deal with it. Right. Uh, we've all been programmed and basically gaslighted through society to think we're not worth something, right? Like when you're, yeah, for instance, you, <clears throat> for instance, you, before you got into this game, you're a personal trainer, right? Yep. My personal trainer costs two to five grand a month right. to use my personal trainer. The dude's built like a fucking Mack truck. If anybody can help you get there, he's like baby Arnold Schwarzenegger. Motherfucker's right. huge, okay? If anybody can get your body where it needs to be, it's that dude. But a personal trainer down at like LA fitness is like 20 bucks an hour, maybe, right? It's the same fucking service. The only difference is one is dedicated to you only. And one's there just to collect a paycheck because they don't think they're worth more than it. True. But that, but that dude at LA fitness, if he put the same time and dedication into himself to build that for himself, easily could charge thousands of dollars per month for those sessions because it's a life-changing thing, right? Like you go from 300 pounds to 180 pounds and you're lean. Mm -hmm. You've never felt better in your entire fucking life. (laughs) Well, you know, people know this is one of the things like imposter syndrome is a real thing. People don't realize one of the first, I wish I could remember who said that, but it was a quote I saw one time that only people that are imposters don't ever have imposter syndrome. Akbar shared that too. Was it maybe it was Akbar? Yeah. It might have been him. I couldn't remember, but <laughs> I, but so it's it's so true because and here's a little story about me. I'll tell you, it's funny. Like I have four two commas now. I have I got another one last so, year. So I've I've got I've got to call you out on this because I'm curious. Are they your two commas that you made a million in revenue for your own product or service, right. or? Are they your two commas because you made a client a million or more in revenue in your account? They're all clients. Part of my story that you'll hear is one of the reasons why I shut my agency down is because I was tired of doing this for clients and not doing it for myself. Well, the reason I the reason I wanted to call out on that is because there's this there's this misconception about the two comma club award. Okay. <laughs> It's a great award. It means you've done good work, whether it be for yourself or your client. I'm not talking bad about the award. But people put this, they put this award on this pedestal, right? Like right now, as it sits, if I wanted to pay the 200 bucks to Russell per funnel, I've got like nine on the computer in there that qualify for it. But it doesn't, it's shiny, it's pretty, it's cool. It's a sense of achievement, but I don't get my achievement from a plaque that says I did something that made seven figures. I get my achievement from when my client, like we just had a client, we did a black Friday. We made him 40 grand in four days on less than $2,000 ad spend on his first launch. Right. Right. That's where I get my achievement from, but there's so many people out there. And I love what click funnels or Insta page or lead pages, all these platforms, what they've been able to cultivate click funnels has really been leading that trend for sure. But so many of the people, thankfully, from what I can tell, you're not one of them. I've heard you around. I've seen your stuff. You're friends with Akbar. But there's there's these people, and I'm going to call you out if you're listening to this and you're one of these people. Quit fucking around and get real with it. That spend two hours watching a video they saw on YouTube, too cheap to buy the course to invest in themselves, think they're a fucking rock star. And then the second that a client actually knows what they're fucking doing, that just by happenstance, they were able to help. They get credit. They take the credit for the client's success. And then they try and highlight it and they just start fucking the industry over. So any anytime somebody's like, I got X amount of two comma clubs, I'm like, all right, but how'd you get them? 
because it's important. That's what I was going to say, actually, <laughs> was part of my thing, because the first two I got were with Kevin David, the same guy. Yeah. And if you know Kevin, he's a, he's a force, dude. Kevin's yeah. a, a machine. So I, for the longest time, now, mind you, no one ever said this to me. No one ever even hinted this to me. But in my own head, I'm like, well, was it just Kevin or was it my own skills? And it wasn't until I got my third with a coaching program mm. and my fourth with another course from a totally different yeah. dude that I finally was like, okay, it's it's me, not just him. Because like I said, <laughs> Kevin's a force. <laughs> yeah, but you did say one thing that I love that, that you were transparent about. It's never just one of you. Oh, yeah. you it's it's you've got to both be in sync. You and the client have to be in sync because you could create the most beautiful fucking funnel that's ever existed on the face of the oh, fucking dude. planet. And if the client isn't in sync with it, if there is if you aren't aligned, it doesn't matter. Well, the problem, too, is uh, with funnels, because the whole ecosystem of it's still so new to so many people. The average business, if you can't hand them an ecosystem and they'll do anything with it, yeah. like, right. I don't know if you ever saw it, but Marcus, but at one point, Russell made Marcus Simonis a funnel Yeah. and Marcus never launched it because he had no clue what to do with it. It's like giving yeah. me and you who don't know how to drive. <laughs> maybe you know how to drive race cars. I don't, but giving <laughs> a, a, a formula Ferrari on a track and going, go for it, dude try and win you know what i mean like, you don't know what <laughs> there, so there's actually something funny about that it, this is way off topic but so <laughs> so have you there's this game that came out it's um what the fuck is it called it's a racing game that was put out that's almost a simulator it's for playstation the xbox one and pc and it came yeah. out came out like two years ago Right. right. It starts with like had, an F or something. Like I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, it's like real F1 or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's like hyper realistic gameplay, right? Sure. <clears throat> Did you know that they sponsored? They went out and got sponsorships from real racing teams. Oh yeah. Ferrari happens to be the one. A 16 year old kid placed third in the world in in literally the world finale for F1. He won the international gaming championship wow in a game they right. flew his ass to europe put him behind the wheel of a million two million dollar f1 car and it was like get it and he placed third in a real life race wow <laughs> that's pretty interesting i'm a big gamer so that's that's uh that but that's pretty interesting so so it, it, super off topic. I just wanted to highlight that because I'll nerd out on some weird stuff every now and then. <laughs> but the re that actually actually leads into something. And it's two part question that I want to talk to you about. Sure. And because there's a lot of people out here. I hate the word guru, but it's used a lot. And technically, both of us have been called that at some point in our life, if not every day. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the reason I want to kind of skirt past that is. One, I want to touch on the point that there is something to be said about the fact that guru is an overused term. You, me, Russell, Gary, Akbar, who, whoever it is, we're just people. Like, right. oh, totally. We're no different than anybody else. We're no better or worse than anybody else. We just align with what our passion is, and that's what we strive for, right? Minds help you thrive, not just survive. Consistency conquers complacency. What I specialize in is intent-based, affinity-backed, AI-powered, neuro-programmed ecosystems for omnipresence, lead generation, sales, cultivation, and client acquisition. That's what I specialize in. Nice. You specialize in, hell, you're called the funnel doc, right? Right. Like, if you don't know how to make a funnel at this point, change your name. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I mean, there's a reason you have that name, right? Right. And just like Gary V, like the dude invented like social media methodologies from like his whole life. Like the dude in what's it called? The dollar 18 method or some shit. Oh, right? yeah, for the <clears throat> yeah. So when we're talking about kind of this cultivation, you've thrown around a term that I started using years ago when nobody was using the word ecosystem. We started using it like it was fucking clockwork. Right. And now right. it's literally part of like, it's, it's in our DNA. Right. So I'm always curious when I hear that term, cause everybody has a different definition of what ecosystem is. My ecosystem that I build for clients is probably different than yours. Sure. 
what is it that you typically see that when you're building your ecosystem, what are the components and to enhance it for every, everybody listening, excuse me, what are some of those components that people could do for themselves? Because right. 2020 kind of kicked the crap out of some people. And we, yeah. and we really want to help them thrive, not survive. So what are some things that you would recommend right. that people listening today could do today or this weekend and actually see a positive change from? Well, I have a, what I call my AOFFT blueprint avatar offer funnels, follow-up and traffic that I look at every ecosystem and structure it off of that just for the, mm -hmm. the simplest part of it, you know, like what is your avatar? Cause like, I mean, I'm, man, how many times do you talk to people and they don't even know who they're selling to? Like, I mean, it's a really lot, a, a lot. lot, dude. I mean, at least me, I've experienced, <clears throat> I've run to a lot. So yep. we dial an avatar and then people don't understand that there's a difference between a product and an offer. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you have a product, but it offers everything that goes around it that makes it special and great and helps distinguish you from everyone else. That's one of the things too. You really have to like, that's my, one of my unique selling proposition like you is I do ecosystems where so many other coaches or whatever, like they might just teach funnels or sales or whatever, but I teach the, e, the whole ecosystem based off the AO, which is avatar offer, whatever funnel or funnel system is needed for that product, depending on price point, how you're selling it, et cetera. The follow-up that's needed, whether it's email, SMS, mail, voice drops, whatever it is. <laughs> And then what traffics, you know, a different percentage of organic and paid. You should always have organic and paid. Most people starting out, I always recommend organic because realistically, let's be real. If you can't drop at least three grand during your first month of ads for testing, you're not ready to run ads. Depending on the offer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We'll say everything's got a different, but for the average person, you hear it all the time. They're like, oh, I'm going to just turn on Facebook ads. I'm going to be a millionaire. Well, <laughs> and they're like, and, and I'm going to do it with five or 10 bucks a day. I'm like, if anybody really understand how ads go, as soon as you start split testing, your ads start growing exponentially. That's why you need at least like 180 bucks a day, realistically, for the average person to be able to do a good ads, especially during the testing phase. Yeah, I mean, it really depends how you go. Typically speaking, like with an, about a 98% success rate, we can get clients a four to five times return on ad spend with 20 bucks a day or less. Awesome. Really, but, so we're talking when I say all what, this, I'm talking about the average person trying to do it on their own because everybody yeah. hears now, that that's the thing that they think they can do for <clears> 10 bucks a day. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate you bringing that up. But that goes into another key because because we're talking to the everyday person, right? right? The everyday person being able to do that. Now, one of the things that we specialize in here at Funnel Driven is omnipresence, true omnipresence. Right. We're talking every social media site, 70 plus directories. We're talking organic re resync. We're talking about syndication. We're talking about right. press publications. Now, in your ecosystems, primarily your ecosystems focus on the Facebook aspect and the no. Facebook suite of services historically. No, well, now, initially, now, the very now, first level well, is Facebook. Let me finish. Now, oh, from my understanding, yours have evolved past that. Yes. But for a long time, you historically, Jeffrey Bannock, the funnel doc, okay. has been historically associated with, we can create a funnel, perfect it, get an offer, run through your formula, and start with Facebook as kind of its foundational source. Now- I don't do done for you services anymore. Yeah, I, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. just hear people like yeah. talk about photos like, hey, I don't do done for you. I got tired of having all these bosses and didn't appreciate everything I was doing for them. And no, no, no. And, and I don't want to confuse anybody listening. It, the funnel doc doesn't do done for you anymore. But while you were doing it, through because i've 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 researched you i've followed right. you for a while like we've we're in the same spheres right right and i know for a while that was where you were always targeted it was yeah. it was it always was, uh, initially always would be facebook and youtube because yep. facebook being a shared based medium and youtube being a search based medium yep 
so from that, where have you taken it now? Now that you're not doing done for you services, you're more on the consulting mastermind education side. Right, exactly. Tell tell me about where you've taken that now. Are you still teaching the foundational Facebook and YouTube or have you expanded and now you're teaching everything? I'm branching out more and more into everything now. Like you're my my goal is when people get up into that seven figures range that they start hitting the omnipresent level. You know what I mean? Like it really but- needs to be on every platform from a blog to, you know, like, I mean, you could even say like press releases, depending on how, you know what I mean? Like you want every way that you're trying to get out there. Once you start getting to the level that you can take that in. And that's why I say seven figure and above is because most seven feet people below a seven figure mark couldn't handle the traffic from an omnipresent, uh, you know, situation per se. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a time and place for everything, depending on how you want to structure that, for sure. I mean, I would never recommend, just me, I would never recommend that like a solopreneur spend 20 grand a month in ads, because you're going to never sleep. Well, that's (laughs) totally, man. No, I I recommend for most people, once you do like 100K in sales or ish, maybe less, whatever, Mm -hmm. You need to start teams, ads. You need to start like getting away from all that. As a solopreneur, you've got time on your hands. But once you start getting money on your hands, you need to learn how to leverage it. Exactly. Now, one thing that I want to kind of touch on, because we've talked about like who you help. We've talked about kind of what Funnel Doc is. We've talked about kind of where you came from, right? Sure. One thing we haven't talked about, and everybody's journey is different, but for whatever reason, to the audience, the people listening to this, a lot of them just see nobody and then they see the shining star of who people have become, right? Okay. But they don't they don't see that journey in between and what those steps are. Sure. How how fast was it for you? And you said you mentioned your wife's name earlier. Tori, right. Tori, before Tori was no longer like worried and you weren't worried, where you went from your first sale, that six grand, right, to like you had an actual business where it was sustainable. Sure. We, I did the first one we launched in May and then December 14th, the same year was the first year I told Tori that she didn't have to work anymore. We had officially launched my agency in November and December we did 15 grand. The next month it was like 23 or 24 and it almost kept doubling and awesome. It was, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. And we ran it up to like, I did a all the funnels we generate through my agency now have done 31.4 million over the last three years. Huh? And we ran my agency up to just under a million. We did about 800 K in sale funnel sales and agency huh? work. Um, but man, I was fucking unhappy as shit, dude. <laughs> like stressed all day. I had a team. I wasn't a solopreneur or anything, but uh, still I, I was going to, one- I was going to say, if you sold a million dollars worth of no, funnels no. and it was just you, you didn't no. sleep. Never. Well, I mean, I had had like a funnel guy, a copy guy, an email girl. I had, you know, I had like at one point eight people on my staff working for me. It wasn't huge by any means, but um, still, when we got up to where we had such success, our minimum funnel to get in was between forty to hundred k. It was, you know, and when people you start charging that money, people start feeling they own you because they paid that much money, and. Dude, it's not a lot of fun when you pay, someone pays you 40 grand, you mm-hmm. launch the funnel for them. In the first 30 days, they do 120. They make three X return. And their okay. first response to you is why the fuck is it in a million? <laughs> what? You just can't name anyone that could get three X return on anything that wouldn't like pretty much kiss my ass. And you're mad because it wasn't a million, like not all of them are millions every time, especially the first time out. As you know, funnels and everything, it's usually the fourth, fifth, sixth time you iterate it that knocks it out of the park. It's very rarely that first one, the first time you do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, optimization's the key to basically anything that's ongoing. Yes, totally. It's why, like you heard my description, it's why we're data-driven, intent-backed, affinity-built, AI powered without yeah. all of that. It's just us throwing shit at a wall, hoping something happens. Yeah. Right. You gotta have like K- KPIs. You gotta have tracking and people that just like, if I ask people like, Oh, what's your like simple stuff? What's your show rate? What's your close rate? 
um, you know, like people, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> How can you track any, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's really data and stuff. So, <clears throat> go ahead. So, so I'm really glad you brought up the data point because that's going to be our next topic and our next gold nugget for everybody listening. Okay. So for bigger businesses, KPIs, data, tracking, analytics, that's their bread and butter. Okay. But for the mom and pop, right, the brother and sister, the family-owned business, the, the single dad running a shop out of his garage, the okay. single mom running a bakery part-time while taking care of kids, they don't track anything not not because they couldn't but because they, they don't like know. they don't they don't teach entrepreneurship in school oh, right like you don't even know how to get taxes done when you leave high school you basically just get thrown into it and figure dude, it out i lost uh, last year <clears throat> learning this thing once i when <clears throat> i was growing my agency building out my i lost like $70,000 <laughs> altogether <laughs> because I blew up. First of all, I was all of a sudden Jeff's got the two commas and, and, and literally the first one went to do 10 million in under 18 months. And people were like, everybody wanted to work with me. I went from four clients to 13 clients in less than 30 days. And dude, overwhelm. I'm trying to build my team out. I'm and as you know, a lot of times when you're trying to get an ads team, another funnel guy <laughs> it's like the wild west out there man uh, people will tell you that they hung the moon and they can't write their own fucking name out you know what yeah. i mean like so and and here's the thing i'm going from being a personal trainer to running a million dollar business mm-hmm. I fucking i'm figuring it all out on my own man like it's a lot to learn well, on that, your own. and that's the topic i want to cover here sure. you've gone through it I've gone through it. A lot of people listening are going through it or they just went through it. Now they've got to rebuild because COVID kicked the shit out of them, right? So with the economic downturn, the craziness going on, the restrictions state by state and just trying to fumble your way through figuring shit out that nobody teaches you until you get to the stage where you hire a mentor, hire a coach, join a mastermind, do the one-on-one, get that level up process, right? Where you're getting your mindset, right? You're, you're focusing on your passion. How would you recommend people listening to start being able to take advantage of tracking without just inundating them with stuff that they can't do? We're talking like the single mom, the single dad, what can they do today to start tracking even a small amount of stuff that will give them the data to power growth. Okay, so um, you really need to know where your leads and sales are coming from. I think that's one of the number one things they need to know is where their audience is and where they're coming from um, because that allows you to effectively remarket to them. I think that's one of the things people look, they're always looking to get new cold traffic. Mm -hmm. When there's so much warm out there already, man, if anybody even remotely knows you, Go after those people trying to get or acquire new cold traffic. I think for the newbies out there, again, this is a little bit off tracking, but I think that's one of the things that people need is like when you start tracking, focus on those numbers and re-nurturing those numbers versus always trying to acquire new cold traffic. I like it to be like an 80, 20 or 70, 30 split for Mm -hmm. warm retargeting towards like a cold market acquirement. What's your opinion on that? It really kind of depends on the offer, the client, the situations. I mean, typically speaking, what we always try to get clients to, it may not be where they start. We may start with just pure guerrilla marketing to get some traction. But where we always try and get them to is we're looking at a seven-week evergreen system. We're talking about remarketing, retargeting, indoctrination sequences, intent-based branding campaigns, video sequel sequences. We're talking about building out really a machine that somebody could walk up to, say their secretary, Susie or whatever, push a button, boom, clients, right? Like that's the idealism behind where we need to get them. Right. It's not always a fast track. Sometimes it takes months and months to get somebody from zero to a hundred. Sure. But it's always a good idea. Like you need to know where your clients are coming from. You need to know how you're converting them. Right. That's what I was going to say. The other thing is be your, your acquirement <clears throat> conversions for your leads and your sales would be some of the next things you need to track. Yeah. So to I'm going to twist your arm a little bit on this one because I want your simplest answer. Okay. 
Say John Smith owns a bakery, does 5,000 a month right now. It's just him running it. Sure. He doesn't track anything. Right. You tell him exactly what we just went over. How would you recommend he starts tracking? Would you recommend pen and paper? Would you recommend he set up a tablet with like a questionnaire? What would you recommend he do? Some of the things you have to take in, and this is one of the things that I found in coaching is, is what type of person are they? Like if they're not a tech person, for me to try and force some new software on them is just going to fall on deaf ears and a waste of time, money, and energy. If they're an old school pen and paper, write it down. But even if you go to simple as like a Google Excel sheet or something simple like that, the point is keep it all together, keep it organized and easily readable and accessible so you can easily see what the stats are and compare previous to current. Perfect. Perfect. So now evolving from that, I've got to take a pause, by the way. Is that an actual like lab coat that says funnel doc? (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. I I used to, well, uh, when I first got out of high school, I'm, I'm very patriotic. Uh, America's got a lot of problems or whatever, but I think it's one of the best countries out there. Uh, So um, June 6th, I graduated high school. June 9th, I was in the military. I was was a medic with the Marines for four years uh, mm-hmm. So hence the funnel dock, fix yeah. your funnel back. So it all just sort of, I lucked out with this too. I'll tell you what, it's it's like sort of the the cool funnel. People even know me. They're like, I don't know who you are, but I know the funnel dock. So the brands work. But when I first put this on, I was scared to be honest with you, man. To tell that like because like you don't know, are people gonna think it's cool? Or are you gonna be some weirdo wearing a lab coat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't know. And it wasn't until after it started going and people, the brand started working, that it really solidified but i was like dude why because you walk in with a big lab coat on at six five you draw a lot of attention when you're in a room you know what i mean but but i think that's kind of the point you know for sure yeah for sure so so you just had probably the most elegant segue into this next question and a third gold nugget i want to drop (laughs) nice and that has to do with content creation putting yourself out there whether it be digital in person, waving a sign on the corner of the street, doing something like I've got this whole AV room for videography and photography and soundboarding. You you made a point that a lot of people have. It's it's this paralysis to mm. putting themselves out there, right? Yep. Yep, yep. And you just explained it better than I think anybody would Thank in you. just quick off the cuff. You were scared when you put that on, even though it was your brand, you know who you are. Yep. It was your lab coat. Yep. You were scared to do it, but you yep. did it anyways. Yeah. It may have taken you 30 times. It literally but... <laughs> six or seven, to be honest, man, before I finally just started going with it. But you did it. Right. So th- this this topic is, is one close to my heart because it has a lot to do with what we do. I've been there. I mean, I've, I've started from subterranean more times than I can fucking count. When... <laughs> When I started this company, I was $57,000 in debt and I had like $13 in my pocket, right? It was, it started right after one of my darkest times in my life. It's, it's, I've talked about it numerous times. I've got an upcoming book that really goes really deep into that story, but content's what kept me visible. Sure. And, and to be quite honest, it became therapeutic. Right. So Tell me both your opinion on how has content evolved for you, your comfort level with it, because you went from scared. Right. And two, this one's going to be more of just like a, a, what would you recommend somebody think about or how to get their mind right or how to get over that fear? What would you recommend the listeners to do if they're on that fence or maybe they're just terrified of being put out there Mm -hmm. to help them get to a point where, whatever type of content they do doesn't have to be digital, but they are putting themselves out there with their best foot forward and really going after to make that impact. Right. Um, as far as videos and interviews and, and being, I've always been pretty gregarious and outgoing, even though I believe it or not, I'm an introvert. Like if we go to a, a gathering or a mastermind, I'm the first one. As soon as they ring the finish bell, I'm like, I say my highs there, but I'm out the door, you know, like I got to recharge where Tori's the opposite. We went on the two CCX cruise to the Jamaica 
or the Bahamas. And I'm sitting there talking to one person the whole time, like two hours. And I'll look over, Tori's over here and she's over there. And she's over, you know? so, um, but as far as this goes in, in teaching, I've been very blessed that it comes very natural for me. Um, with that being said, you still always worry, like, is it good enough? You know, like there's always that level of trying to do better. The thing that I would say about people wanting to start now is realize no one's listening to you now. Now's the time to fuck up. I mean, like, seriously, you don't want to wait till you have a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a million people listening to your voice. Now's the time to develop your voice, mess up, make mistakes, fail fast. The one thing I've seen with the entrepreneurs I've blessed to engage with is they take action. If you fail, it's okay. If I told you right now you had to fail six times before you'd hit it big, how fast would you want to fail? As fast as possible. Just learn from what you fail at and grow. That's how you're going to really achieve. Do not be afraid to get in front of a camera, to get in front and do it, especially now when no one's watching. It's now people are going to appreciate and be able to see your growth. If you go back and say like Steven Larson and you go watch his original podcast for the first like 20 of them, he sucked, man. He was terrible. <laughs> but you start seeing this progression and growth into yeah. what he's done now. It's the same thing with anyone listening or watching this right now. Do it, man. Right now, we can look at COVID as one of two ways. We can look at it as like, dude, don't get me wrong. It's fucked a lot of people over, man. Businesses, like residential, you know, like, but for us that are blessed that are already online or moving online, dude, everybody and their mother is trying to get online. We got old ladies trying to figure out how to sell knitting and stuff. You know, like everybody's <laughs> going to be. So if you're already online, <clears throat> a business that revolves around it, 2021 might be your best year as long as you keep the right mindset and position yourself and realize there's actually an abundance of people out there. So start being your brand now. Start doing it now. Don't wait because as people start listening to your mm -hmm. voice, who you are, what you're about, what you interest people is going to grow. And that's when you want to perfect it. Don't do it when you don't even know who you are yet. So that's my spiel. Boom. <laughs> love it. Love it. And you mentioned two things that I really want to, I want to segue into first. Yeah. COVID has been bad right sure everybody totally. knows it. Totally. it it's fucked some people it's it's helped some other people right but you you said one thing that really kind of trends well businesses that are adapting going online or already online will see the growth the potential the opportunities now i want to remind everybody listening <clears throat> we're right in the middle of a shit storm right it was supposed to be 14 days like 10 months ago yeah <laughs> But the last time we had a recession, an economic downturn, 10 of the 15 largest companies you know of today were founded in living rooms and garages. Right. <clears throat> Uber, all those. Yeah. Totally. Now is a good time to remember that. Because if you're sitting there and you're like, I can't do it. I won't make it. There's no way to do it. I'm just in a one bedroom apartment. Fuck that. 10 of the 15 largest companies in the world right now started in those circumstances the last time we had a recession. Yeah. You can do it. Just go out there and do it. That's the thing, man. It's all like mindset's so huge, man. That's the one thing that like be willing. And this is easy to say and hard to do, but be willing to make those mistakes because as long as you recognize them for a growth realize you have to grow the person that's at zero right yeah. now and the person that makes their first hundred thousand not the same dude or girl no. or whatever it's not yeah. the same and that's the same the hundred thousand a million different yeah. people you have to yeah. grow to those people if you keep doing the same shit you're going to stay where you are no matter whether it's <clears> zero or a million well and that's the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting a different result right right but so, so many people just get my biggest issue and I bitch about this all the time, right? I've got another podcast where I just complain a little bit. It's called the cereal. <laughs> it's called the cereal bowl. I, I fucking love that one. I just started it up. But so while this one's really like profound, the inbound secret that we're on right now, it's profound. It's to help people. It's to bring it out. The cereal bowl is kind of the other side of that coin, right? The cereal bowl is the dark, dirty shrapnel sure. mud of entrepreneurship. Because all, all we see 
like throughout life, you go on Google and you look up entrepreneur, it's like highlight, 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 shining star, what? shining star, medal, gold medals, fucking. Dude, but, I mean, <laughs> really isn't a good ad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and maybe this is just me, but like, I'm a big fan of transparency, real, raw, and relevant me content. Me too. So me too. I was like, I was like, well, if nobody else is going to fucking talk about it, I'll talk about it. And one of my first episodes on that other podcast was me at the airport bitching and moaning because they fucked up a flight and I had to stay the night in an airport on my bag because if I left, I couldn't get back in and there was nowhere for me to go. Right. So, so it's like 10 minutes of just talking shit, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's like, what was going on? But even through that, my mindset was right. Right. Like I knew why I was going through it. I knew it was going to level up. I knew there was going to be an opportunity for me to help change somebody's life through that. So it's, it's one of those things. Mindset is the biggest thing. Now, when we talk about mindset being kind of the guiding force, right? Okay. You've had to change a lot from the personal trainer to who you are today. Yeah. Right. Your wife's had to change a lot from the wife of a personal trainer to the (laughs) wife of the funnel doc. Right. Definitely. For sure. From going from the manager at Starbucks to, to coming home that day. That's a change in and of itself. Your clients have had to change a lot to get to where they are going through everything. Yep. The people listening have had to change a lot to kind of, really absorb the the nuggets, right? Sure. So if we're talking about what's the best way to serve somebody today, we're not talking about building something out in a month, two months. We're not talking about taking somebody from zero to a mil. We're talking about just a 1% change that somebody can do every day to get their mind right. Mm -hmm. What do you do or what would you recommend that keeps your mind sharp that people could do? I don't have it. It's down. Oh, yeah, here it is. This is, well, so this is one of the things that helps not only keep me grounded, but also drives me is I keep, have you ever seen the five-minute journal? I use, the, I use the monk manual. Yeah, it's like a gratitude yeah. journal. You know, it's yeah. I go in and it helps you to be understand the gratitude for the things you have and how great your life is, even when it sucks and stuff like that. I think that's one of the things that we really need to realize, like where, however crappy your life is that someone else's top right now, man. Yeah. I mean, what else needs to be said? Man? <clears throat> like, yeah, I mean, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. So <clears throat> let's kind of have a quick pivot here. We've talked to, we've talked a ton of business. Sure. I appreciate you being open, dropping bombs. We're going to switch it for the last couple minutes. Then we're going to have kind of an outro. I'm going to let you leave the people with how they can contact you, find you, what you do. If you've got an offer that you want to give them, you can, you can have it there. Let's just talk about you, man. Okay. What's, what's going on? What's going on in your world in 2020? Um, Right now, well, I started when I started my coaching offer a year ago, I started group because I'm like, oh, everybody wants a reoccurring monthly model. I'm going to charge a group fee. And and my thought was I'm going to charge 97 bucks and I'm going to have like a thousand people sign up and I'm going to make like a hundred K a month. I'm going to help everybody. It's going to be amazing. Two problems I found with that. When people pay 97, they put $97 worth of effort into it. Yeah. And with any reoccurring model, everyone needs to know right now that there's going to be a lot of drop off and you have to constantly provide a new fire or spark to them to keep them giving your money every month. And that's really hard to do um, for a lot of people, especially when you're first starting out, you know? So, um, and I quickly learned that's how my, over the last year, my coaching's offer has developed for, I have a group coaching program. That's great. Gets great success. Um, but I also have like a one-on-one higher level. And then I also have my year long seven figure elite, you know, um, is what was, I'm sorry. What was your original question? I got off track. I apologize. Just what's, what's been going on with you in 2020? How, how has 2020 evolved you? Yeah. So I've been focusing on that and growing my offer, uh, really perfecting it. Like I've had people now that came in, uh, last month, one of the guys, he was doing uh, 30 to 40 K a month, which is great. Uh, last month he did 78,000. 
Nice. And I had another client, they were doing between 60 to 80, which is amazing. They did 150 and they're about to do 200 this month. So nice. we've been blowing it so, up. <clears throat> so let's take a little turn. We like real, raw, transparent content, yeah, right? Yeah. You and me agree on that, right? Let's not talk about your wins. I okay. want to hear some failures. Sure. Where have you failed in 2020? And what lesson did you learn from that? Um, the biggest failures I had, especially with some of my coaching, was I was still learning how to properly guide people and yeah. what questions to ask. Yeah. You know, because right now it's like when I was doing it, I had to go out and find all the answers. Yeah. But when you're guiding people, you have to know what questions to ask them. Yeah. And initially I had a couple of students that they did okay, but they weren't successes by any means. Um, and that was partly my part because <clears throat> I didn't give them the right guidance initially. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I still feeling out how things need to flow and move, which I perfected that now. But that was it pretty much was um, mm -hmm. still not still trying to figure stuff out, man. That's what people will understand when you have a coaching offer very much. It's a living, breathing thing. That oh, hundred percent. You know, um, but that was it. I, I, I look back on it and I wish I'd when I first started coaching would doing the things I was doing now for those people that first yeah. got in at that 97, 200, five, yeah. whatever it is, you know, so. I don't think they're failures, but they're not the successes I wanted. No, but thank you for saying <laughs> that, by the way, because we've talked about failures. We've talked about wins. We've talked about failing fast. Right. And I don't know if anybody here listening has caught that trend or not, but every time we've said that there wasn't a failure, it's you fail or you learn. Either right. one's a win. Right. Does it, The only failure in life is if you stop, right? Not like if, it, if you're just like, I'm done. Like that's a failure. Cause you're yep. letting yourself down above and beyond anything else. So you had some failures, you evolved from them. You learned, you started mastering your craft. And this is an evolution, not only just from your offer from a year ago, this is an evolution that's taken you years to get to. Oh yeah, right? for sure. It, it, it wasn't just like boom, decision done. It was Lego on top of Lego on top of Lego on top of Lego to build up and now you've got this fucking bionicles dream <laughs> dream building going on over here right? right no it's amazing man so it's a big blessing that we get to do what we oh, do right like yeah dude we're so blessed <laughs> like so today blessed. it's almost six o'clock my time it's almost five o'clock your time if i'm correct yep and we get we get to spend time doing this changing yep. people's lives right while other people who are just as blessed in what they do if they choose to do what they want to do, they have to do something that you couldn't pay me enough to fucking think about doing, right? <laughs> for sure, man. For well, sure, brother. For sure. What I want to end today's note on is I want to end on do an elevator pitch. Let the okay. people know what you do. Mm -hmm. Drop one nugget of any choosing that you have, whatever you want it to okay. be, and then where people can contact you. Okay, so Elevator Pitch is my funnel accelerator coaching, shows you how to take your course or coaching offer, grow it, launch it, create it, scale it up to six figures uh, using my uh, avatar offer, funnel, follow-up, and traffic uh, blueprint. Pretty straightforward. So um, as far as a golden nugget, you know, I really want to just stay on the task, the, 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 the topic we were talking about, about, I, I just feel it's so important for people to take action yeah. um, with all the high level entrepreneurs or people I've been able to been blessed to be engaged with the difference between them and everyone else is not because they're usually smarter or better. It's because they take action, dude. Yeah. They, they are like, Hey, they realize that, Hey, if I fail, that's okay. Because I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to course correct and go over here and try this. And if that's not right, I'm going to course correct, go here and here. And that was one thing that like every high level person I've been blessed, it's doing millions to work with. It's because they have an undying belief, almost like ludicrous belief in their own success and that they're going to do it. You know, almost like you're like, dude, you're fucking crazy to believe this type belief in themselves. Yeah that's the the golden nugget i want i want you to believe that in yourself 
and realize that if you don't, no one fucking else is going to. Yeah. Like, that's the truth, man. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to. It starts with you. And once mm. you do, and once you really resonate, <coughs> it allows you to grow and feel the pain, the, the I, amazingness. I want to add to that. Do you think Elon Musk grew up knowing he was going to fucking go to Mars after building flamethrowers, a payment processing system, the world's best electric car, spaceships? I, it, even I if he, he knew even he if he's distant, destined for something great, even if he did know that, you know yeah. how many times he had to have been told that he was fucking crazy in his life. I'm sure he gets told that. (laughs) (laughs) If he can grow up and build four of the craziest companies this world's ever seen. SpaceX and all that's crazy. You can go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. Just go do it. (laughs) And the the great thing is now, too, um, with the Internet, it allows you to connect with people on a deeper level all over the world, man. You don't have to just be in your backyard. You know, it allows you to create a community. It allows you to create a following. All you have to do is be willing to be a little bit vulnerable. Well, a lot of bit to some times. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. But be vulnerable and put it out there, man. Yeah. What people fail to realize is your journey is your content. Yeah. If you attract what you're doing, your ups, your downs, your struggles, your mind, whatever's going People love that shit. People want to see the inside. Yeah. And that's like, hey, just just do it, man. Just get on there today. This is what I'm working on, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I was thinking about. People will resonate with you. You'll develop mm-hmm. a following. But I'll tell you what, if you never hit that go live or record or play or whatever, mm-hmm. not play, obviously. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you that button, you're never going to move forward. No. You're going to be that guy that's stuck or girl stuck in the same spot because you never did something to become that person you have to be. Yep. And then last but not least, where oh, do people uh, find you? You can either find me, uh, Jeffrey and Bannock on Facebook or just Google the Funnel Doc. And you'll find plenty of stuff or, or go to FunnelDoc.com and you'll find all my stuff there. Awesome. Anything else you want to leave the people with today? Um, you know what? I'm very blessed to do a lot of podcasts and I just like always people to know, man, that like, even though I've had this meteoric rise in the last three years with magnitude of success, it was that fucking five years before it of shit and doing everything else that got me here. I mean, I had to go through, I'm pawning my wife's ring. Like we're having to like, I mean, it was like the worst time in my life. You know, yeah. easy at times it would have been to go back and give the seven to five job making five to 10 or whatever minimum 10 bucks an hour would be because yeah. there's that comfort. It'd be really easy. The hard part's put it out there, man. Yeah. Well, you did the, the exact same thing that Gary V talks about all the time. You brought him up earlier. Eat shit for five years, eat caviar for the rest of your life. I mean, that's one thing before we get out this too, I want people watching this to realize that to have later, you must give up now. It is impossible yeah. to have now and have later. It just doesn't fucking work that way, man. If it did, I would have figured it out. Trust me, I want it. <laughs> I want it bad, man. You know? But it doesn't work. You have to be willing to give something up. Netflix, hanging out with your friends. Like, yeah. I like to smoke weed occasionally, but smoking it too much, getting high, you know? Whatever it yeah. is. Like, you got to realize you cannot have everything right now if you want something great later. Yeah. Willing to give things up. You have to go through some uncomfortness so that later you can have everything you've dreamed of. Huh? No, I, di- I dig it, man. I dig it. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable is a, a life lesson that I wish I learned years before I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny now. Like, for instance, Kevin, for the last two years, he was on lives every time like lived online as as an entity to grow his brand the other day he's messaging me because we're still really like great friends he's like dude you want to play some video games i'm bored as hell because he's got everything (laughs) wired now he's got everything he did two years of busting his ass and now he's calling me up wanting to play video games because oh he only did like 1.3 last month oh no big (laughs) you know but that's the thing. When you give uh, up now, you will have later. And that, for me, that was always a hard thing too, because, you know, I'd always been very much mm-hmm. a, um, 
not like I want instant gratification, you know, I don't yeah. want to put it off, but in business, you can't do that. Well, and in life, you can't. I mean, well, it, you we, can't. Yeah, in life as well. Here, let, let's take let's take some advice from the good old Warren Buffett, right? Okay. If Warren Buffett tells you to buy and hold, it's probably a good idea to buy and hold. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but that lesson goes through with everything. Right. Hold on to assets that grow in value. Your time's the only one you're not getting back. <sighs> yeah, that's for sure, man. That is for sure. <laughs> it's a sad way to end things, but true. Very true. But it's a motivational way to end things. True. Everybody listening, I want you to remember that. If you think that trading time for money is your only way to survive, think about what your time is worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's your valuable asset. Time, Freedom and time. Freedom to do what you want, to call somebody at 2 p.m. and play video games because you got your business in sync. Right. That's your goal. That's it. Yep. That's it, man. That's it. That's it for sure. All right, Jeff. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time out this afternoon, yeah, it man. Fun, it was a man. pleasure. It. Uh, I'm going to get going. Cause well, we both got a bunch more of those shiny plaques that we need to start earning people. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. thank you well, for Bryce, being on a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. This is the inbound secret. My name is Bryce, and I'm your host for The Inbound Secret, where we're talking with top performers and health experts and sales badasses alike about their strategies to optimize their well-being and performance. Once again, this is The Inbound Secret, and, and let's get rocking and rolling. This is The Inbound. This is The Inbound.